0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now.
1: This is one of Deep State Radio's briefs. And debriefs. Hello, and welcome to this uh, week's episode of National Security Magazine. I'm David Rothkopf, your host, and I am joined today by Representative Adam Schiff, who is the chairman of the House Intelligence Committee. Uh, and uh, welcome. Uh, thank you for joining us.
0: It's
1: great to be with you. Uh, Clearly, uh, in the past uh, 24 hours, you've been making a lot of news with the announcement of the broader scope of the investigation of the committee. uh, And you have uh, uh, seemingly gotten under the skin of the president of the United States, who has accused you of presidential harassment. And I was wondering what your response was to this accusation of presidential harassment.
0: Well, this is a president who has had two years without any oversight whatsoever, so I guess I'm not surprised at one level that he would consider any oversight to be harassment. Um, But we're going to do our job. Uh, He needs to do his, and a part of our job as a co-equal branch of government is to ferret out any kind of malfeasance or corruption uh, within the administration. Uh, We also have an obligation to uh, protect the country against any counterintelligence threat. Uh, For that reason, we have for a year and a half now been looking at Russia's interference uh, in our election, the Russian uh, ties to the Trump campaign, uh, but also whether the Russians hold any financial leverage over the president of the United States. And I know the president has tried to draw a red line around his business, but we saw the perils in that um, with the revelations about Moscow uh, Trump Tower, uh, and that is Here was a business deal the president was trying to put together uh, in secret during the presidential campaign, a deal that, according to the pleadings of the special counsel, stood to make him potentially hundreds of millions of dollars, one of the most lucrative deals of his life, maybe the most lucrative. Uh, They were privately seeking to get the Kremlin's help to make it happen. And at the same time, the Russians were seeking to have sanctions lifted, something worth billions to the Russians. Uh, Now, that's a real threat. Uh, To our national security. It it, uh, holds out the potential that the president uh, is acting in a way that's in his personal interest, his financial interest, but not in the national interest. Uh, That was something going on during the campaign. Um, Whether that continues to this day because there are hidden financial relationships, um, I think it's important for us to find out.
1: Uh, Now, the investigations into these areas have, at least in theory, been going on prior to your arrival as the chair. Um, yesterday, in walking out of uh, your meeting, uh, your predecessor as the chair, Devin Nunez, appeared to be somewhat agitated, a snapping at reporters, um, uh, saying that they weren't really doing their jobs. And one of the things that seems to be included in the scope of of, of your investigation is whether um, uh, the president uh, received assistance in his in his efforts or efforts to obstruct uh, the investigation uh, from whomever, including potentially members of Congress. And I was wondering if you would comment on that.
0: Well, you know, members of Congress have a wide berth uh, under the speech of debate clause, and. Uh, now, that doesn't uh, allow members of Congress to commit crimes any more than anybody else, um, but there's a mechanism within the Congress that people do things that are considered to be unethical, and we have an ethics committee for that purpose, uh, however imperfect uh, its functioning may be from time to time. Um, I don't want to comment on the actions of particular members. Um, I will say that you know we've had, uh, obviously, good reason to be concerned about efforts to obstruct the Congressional investigation, not just the Mueller investigation. Uh, The indictment of Roger Stone lays out uh, in great detail uh, why we need to be concerned about this. Uh, He is now the second uh, individual uh, close to the president who has been uh, charged or prosecuted for making false statements. But in Roger Stone's case, uh, it extended to efforts to intimidate other witnesses and prevent them from testifying before our committee. So, uh, you know, we're going to do our best to uh, ferret out uh, any efforts to impede uh, our work. Uh, We're also going to insist on getting answers to questions that witnesses came in and refused to answer, uh, and not because they claim privilege, but because they just didn't feel like it. And the Republican then majority wasn't interested in getting answers and told them basically that's perfectly fine. You can't run an investigation that way, and obviously uh, we're going to use a different approach.
1: Clearly, some of these issues uh, came up in the course of the investigation over the past couple of years uh, regarding the the, the president's uh, uh, financial ties. Um, would you say it's it's fair to say that the uh, the 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 avenues you wanted to pursue were impeded by the majority during those couple of years? Uh,
0: without a doubt, um, those and others. I mean, there were any number of investigative threads that we wanted to pursue. Uh, Including allegations that, for example, the Russians were attempting to use the NRA as a secret back channel uh, or attempting to infiltrate the NRA. Well, we now have the indictment and prosecution of Maria Butina. Uh, And all too often, uh, you know, the response of our members last session was, there's nothing to see here. Well, if you aren't willing to look, then yes, you're going to find nothing to see. But there has been all too much to see, as it turns out. And there are people who came before our committee and. Uh, weren't willing us to they weren't willing to tell us the full truth, or, uh, or even to uh, answer whole categories of questions, and uh, and so there were efforts to uh, curtail what we could do, to impede what we could do, uh, to allow witnesses to evade answering, um, and that that has now changed. Um, we certainly welcome the participation of the Republicans in the investigation going forward. They had ceased their work on it about nine months ago. I. I expect that they will rejoin the investigation. I I hope it will be uh, in a constructive fashion. We'll certainly encourage that, but ultimately they'll have to make the decision about whether they wish to do so or whether they wish to act uh, as an extension of the president's legal defense team.
1: Is further investigation into the ties between the Russians and the NRA part of the new brief?
0: Uh, It is. It is. Um, uh, Obviously, there's Uh, already evidence in the form of the case against Maria Butina that the Russians were in fact attempting to uh, cultivate that relationship for the purposes of influencing U.S. policy. Uh, It is uh, not an unexpected uh, kind of a covert influence operation, but how deep it went, um, whether there were any efforts to funnel money through the NRA, um, what may have come out of uh, some of the efforts that, that have been made public through this the indictment of Bettina, uh, there's more work to be done. And there were witnesses we did want to bring in that the majority refused that we're in a position now to uh, pursue.
1: Another thing you did was um, release the transcripts of testimony to the committee to the Mueller uh, investigation. Presumably this is to uh, enable them to uh, further consider instances of of uh, lying to the committee. Do you anticipate that there will be uh, 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 more charges brought as a consequence of this?
0: I don't know. Uh, Bob Mueller is in a better position with respect to many of these witnesses to know if they were telling the truth or if there's a provable case of perjury or false statement. Uh, Since so much of our work was curtailed in the last session Uh, We have uh, access to uh, less information, I think, on the whole than the special counsel, although there are important areas where we have information the special counsel may not. And our purpose in sending the transcripts uh, to the special counsel's office for uh, any use uh, to which they may uh, be necessary uh, is not only to allow uh, perjury charges to be brought where appropriate, but also um, so that the special counsel has access to the facts uh, in the record thus far for the purposes of other prosecutions or for the purpose of uh, filling out his report. And uh, we have done our best to provide that information. Uh, we, we're doing our best to deconflict with what work the special counsel is doing. But it's also very important that we do our own independent work, uh, particularly since the uh, nominee for attorney general has made no commitment to sharing the results of Bob Mueller's work with us.
1: Do you see yourself as a kind of fail-safe or or parallel investigation in the event that the Mueller uh, results are kept private or somehow the Mueller investigation is constrained?
0: We're going to do everything we can to make sure that the Mueller report is provided to Congress and is made public, but we have a separate role and responsibility than the special counsel. Uh, At heart, uh, his job is to determine who broke the law and who should go to jail, it's not necessarily to tell the country what happened. Uh, That's Congress's responsibility. Um, And not only to tell the country what happened, but to determine what steps need to be taken to protect the country going forward. Uh, And those are both important responsibilities, so that is to do justice, uh, but also to protect the country. And they can be done in parallel uh, and, and will need to be and have been thus far. But uh, there's a particular, I think, importance to our work, given that we may face opposition from the White House and the Justice Department when it comes to the release of the Mueller report.
1: I understand we've only got about four or five minutes. I want to be respectful of your time. So let me break that down into two more questions. The, the president of the United States seemed very agitated by the announcement. Once again, he uh, settled into name calling with you, uh, not quite as Colorfully as he did the last time, but nonetheless, he took he took his he took his shots. And in part, it's because he has laid out this red line, which is don't get involved into my family's finances. And you mentioned earlier Russia as one area, obviously, in which to look. Um, but I, you know, I think many people took from the description of 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 the scope of the investigation. Uh, the, uh, the, the, the fact that it may well lead to other countries, notably, for example, Saudi Arabia, but perhaps also Turkey, the United Arab Emirates, other places where they've done business. Uh, and I was wondering if you might comment on that and the degree to which you look not only at the, the way the president might be compromised, but the Trump organization, the Trump children, Trump uh, in-laws and so forth.
0: Yes. I mean, our charter is broad. Um, Our charter involves uh, any credible allegation that the security of the country may be compromised by foreign financial interests. Uh, And that extends, uh, obviously, to countries other than Russia. Uh, The president uh, has, for example, not so long ago, talked about how much he loved the Saudis because the Saudis were spending tens of millions of dollars buying Trump properties. Uh, And why wouldn't he love the Saudis, uh, he has asked rhetorically. Well, perhaps he loves them too well uh, because of that financial relationship. Um, And we certainly have seen uh, an unprecedented uh, policy of favoritism towards Saudi Arabia uh, in terms of the dispute between Saudi Arabia and Qatar, uh, in terms of the role that the Saudis are being given in the peace process the deference that has been shown Saudi Arabia in the war in Yemen, uh, the uh, president's dissembling about uh, the murder of Jamal Khashoggi in a way that is beneficial to the crown prince. Uh, You know, all of this might be explained by a president with poor judgment or a lack of experience, but it also might be explained by financial inducement and the American people have a right to know and, and a need to know that the president is acting in their behalf and not for some pecuniary reason, whether that's his own fortune or his son's fortune or his daughter's or his son-in-law's. Uh, and obviously he's given his kids and his son-in-law uh, great um, uh, responsibilities in terms of the running of the administration, the guidance on foreign policy. I mean, his son-in-law uh, is apparently one of the primary parties responsible for a Middle East peace plan if, if there is to be one uh, and so yes if any of those uh, parties are seeking uh, uh, financial uh, support or financing of buildings or uh, there is any intersection between business and U.S. policy then that needs to be exposed.
1: Does that extend by the way as far as uh, 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 Financers of the president's campaign? I mean, some, some of some of the people who've been principal underwriters of the campaign have big stakes in Israel and other places. Uh, uh, w- will you look beyond to those as well? You know, we will
0: certainly look at issues uh, like the Trump inauguration committee and uh, uh, which has been much in the news lately owing to a subpoena reportedly from the Southern District of New York. Um, but here's an important distinction. There are a number of allegations about the Trump inauguration committee. There are a lot of allegations about the Trump organization, the Trump business. Some of those are within our purview and concern and others are not. Um, There have been repeated uh, allegations about the unscrupulous business practices of the Trump organization. That's not of interest to our committee. Our committee is focused on any financial relationship that could compromise our national security. Similarly, the inauguration committee, Uh, If foreign countries were illegally funneling money into that committee, which raised a fortune, but didn't seem to do much with it, uh, as a way of influencing U.S. policy, it needs to be exposed. Um, It's also alleged that the Trump inauguration committee was misspending its funds, uh, that the Trump family, through its businesses, was profiting by charging excessive rates at their hotels uh, to the inauguration committee. That's a completely different issue, and that's not particularly of interest to our committee, although it may be of interest to others.
1: And to other committees, uh, given that we just have um, one moment left. Uh, the story is broken very recently that one of the ways that you've gotten under the White House's skin in the past 24 hours, and uh, that's likely to continue at the moment they say you're, quote, going nuts um, with this investigation. Clearly, it sounds to me like a rational pursuit of things that should have been pursued for a long time. But uh, one, one of the things that seems to have gotten under their skin is... Uh, an assertion that your committee has been hiring former Trump NSC staffers—you uh, 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 know—the but, but implication, and I, it seems a kind of bizarre one to me—but is, you know, somehow you're poaching people away from the White House for this investigation. And I just wanted to give you a chance to comment on that, since that seems to be making a little bit of news at the moment.
0: Well, I have to say, uh, it would be amusing if it wasn't so absurd that the president is worried that we're. Uh, stealing staff uh, from the White House. Um, if he's concerned about that, maybe he should concentrate on being a better employer. Uh, the reality <laughs> is, um, in addition to our Russia investigation, we have uh, a broad oversight responsibility of the intelligence agencies. Uh, that is really the bread and butter of our work. And we hire people from the NSC, and we hire people from the CIA, and we hire people from NSA, and we get people with expertise. Uh, I don't think we've directly hired anyone from the White House, uh, although there are people who have served on the NSC uh, in the Obama administration and in the Trump administration and may have even served in both administrations. We don't tell people that we won't consider them because of their prior employment. Uh, But, uh, uh, and, uh, you know, I I think the president ought to worry more about the working conditions of the people that work for him uh, and the the morale problem that may be there uh, and the professionalism problem that is clearly there, uh, than uh, than worrying about who we're
1: hiring. Um, well, thank you for taking the time. Let, let just quickly, when when can, might we expect the first set of hearings from the committee?
0: Uh, we're having our first hearing in the last week of February. Uh, it'll be an open hearing on the rise of authoritarianism, and to me, this is the big untold story of the last couple of years as people have been following the minutia of the Russian investigation and what did Rudy Giuliani say in the morning and how did he contradict that in the afternoon and how did he contradict it again in the evening? It's easy to miss the big picture. And the the big picture is that while the Russians uh, uh, interfered with our election in 2016 and again uh, to a different degree in 2018, um, and that was new and appalling uh, for us, It isn't new for Europe, where they've interfered interfered for a long time. And and quite beyond Russia, uh, there is a real challenge to the very idea of liberal democracy around the world, uh, as we are seeing a demonstrable rise of autocracy uh, in places like the Philippines and in Brazil and in Hungary and in Poland, uh, in the rise of far-right parties in Austria and in France and in Germany. Uh, in uh, Turkey and uh, in Egypt. All over the world, there is a rise of authoritarianism. And it is something that America needs to pay attention to. It's something we need to push back against. Normally, we would have a president of the United States doing exactly that and making common cause with our fellow democracies. But instead, our president is making common cause with the autocrats and Uh, And this, I think, is uh, shaping up to be the big ideological struggle of our time, not communism versus capitalism, but representative government and democracy versus authoritarianism. And so that will be our first hearing. Uh, That will be a recurrent focus of ours, uh, because I I think this is a real danger to our own way of life.
1: And presumably there's an investigative crossover. Many of the same characters, Cambridge Analytica, for example, occur in the russian brexit intervention uh people like steve bannon occur in supporting the rise of nationalists in europe and so forth and so one thing one might do is see the 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 intervention in the us and the intervention in europe as part of a comprehensive russian initiative right and 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 i assume you're going to try to tie those threads together
0: you know, there certainly are connections, and, and among the most profound were Russian involvement in Brexit and Russian involvement in the Trump campaign, uh, and the parallels are are uh, frequent and disturbing. But I, I don't want to um, uh, focus excessively on the Russian role in this, because the broader phenomenon around the world is driven by something, I think, quite different, and that is Ah, uh, forces of massive economic disruption uh, brought about by globalization and automation uh, that are causing millions of people to lose their jobs through no fault of their own. Uh, and those uh, causes of economic uh, turmoil and uh, which manifest themselves in migration in Europe and in other forms and other places, are helping to drive this trend towards authoritarianism and autocracy. Uh, and right-wing populism and xenophobia uh, and so i think we need to pay attention to the economics of all of this uh, it's a challenge we also have to face at home
1: well thank you very much i i i think as as any other american I, a lot of other questions i've gotten hopefully we'll have you back again sometime but for our listeners clearly in listening to uh adam schiff you can hear uh, that the, 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 the winds of change have come to Washington and we are about to enter a new period in this presidency uh, and we're about to learn about a lot of things that have been kept from the public eye. Uh, we look forward to seeing how this evolves and, and we hope you'll join us again. Thank you very, very much, Congressman Schiff.
0: Thank you. You take care.
1: Deep State Radio is a production of the Deep State Radio Network, a division of TRG Interactive Media.